Everybody grab a friend. Red Ink's podcast back again with Andy. With me. This guy too. Red Ants Podcast here for you. Red Ants Show. The Red Ants Show. Red Ants Show. It's episode six of a podcast. Is it? Episode six. We've arrived. Six. 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 Pick up sticks. Yes. And controversially... Um, I gave you tool, <laughs> a tool ladder oh, yeah. uh, This is another um, ep- episode. <laughs> I don't know how to talk. Um, I think this, this is two, another yeah. episode of mm. um, the gift of music. Yes, the gift. Um, so uh, begin. Oh, <sighs> the gift of music. Um, um, can we have a theme song for the actual gift of music? Yeah, okay. It's the gift, it's the gift, it's the gift of music. Is it? It's a, short, it. a short little jingle? Yeah. It's the gift, it's, it's the, the gift, gift, it's the gift of music. Yeah, cool. Yeah, That's I like good. it. Do cool. that every time. All right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, if you are new to the podcast, which let's face it, we all are in a way. Um, We uh, do this thing called The Gift of Music where we give each other an album Mm -hmm. to listen to, which is supposed to be something that we really treasure, and then the other person's supposed to be really nice to listen to it and not shit on it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I gave Courtney Lateralis by Tool, one of my um, early teen um, hyper-masculine, you know, thrash about and let your anger out kind of albums. Yes. And then um, what did you give me, Courtney? I gave you Amir by Tamino Amir. She was, yeah. Yeah. She was lovely. It was a good listen. Oh, yay. (laughs) Glad you thought so. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, so uh, where to to begin? Um, Well, let's talk about... Lateralis. Lateralis. Yeah. Lateralis. Lateralis. That's because I'm from the country, mate. <laughs> I say lateralis. No, I, I don't even know if I say it correctly. Lateralis. Uh, lateralis. lateralis. It's like dance and dance. It's like dance and dance. Or, yeah. Doesn't matter. Mm. Still means the same thing. It's true. Um, yeah. So why have you given me this album uh, to listen to? Yeah. So I thought you might find this to be interesting because there's a lot of rhythmic depth mm-hmm. to it and it's it's pretty like sometimes I think this band tool sacrifice uh, I don't know like a traditional song structure and melody and catchiness and all those kind of things to have a bit of a big rhythmic um more sort of an experiential sort of listen to their all of their songs and all of their albums. Sure. So it's not like really they're definitely not pop songs, mm. and you can kind of sink into it um, and get lost in it. The songs are super long, it's really proggy, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty hypnotic, and some of the polyrhythms are really cool um, in some of the songs. Um, but then there's a lot of um, <laughs> nice, a lot of that, which is also good. <laughs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
demon yeah. uh, goblin noises. There's lots of goblin noises and uh, lots of Maynard, the singer, um, cutting sick. He's got he's got a wicked voice, and the man knows how to, to scream. Cool. So yeah, I really liked it, and I listened to that. So I was introduced to Tool back in 1998, we'll say by a friend of mine called Patrick mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of them before and I didn't even really listen to that style of music and it was the first time I had um, yeah I just kind of stuck listening to it since then and when they released that album there's a song Schism that came out first that's really really good it's one yes that's a really cool song I remember that one yeah so anyway that's why I thought I would give it to you to listen to because I haven't, um, yeah, I don't know really think about the context of it or the overall sound, but I just think musically it's really, really cool. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, but then we've been speaking about it a little bit and you're like, mm, tool. Huh. So tell me. Tool. How was your experience um, listening to it? Well, I suppose coming from a different background of music, uh, upbringing or whatever, um... I found it very difficult to listen to. Mm. Um, I'm not, I can't really pinpoint why, Mm. uh, but I can narrow it down to basically it's uh, hyper masculine uh, tone um, (laughs) throughout the entire album. Um, It felt like I was drinking a beer. (laughs) <laughs> that I didn't actually like. I was, I was pretending to enjoy beer. Yeah, um, it's a super hoppy beer. When I actually wanted a gin and tonic. That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, it's, it just sounds like a beer to me. Um, <laughs> that's the best review of any tool. <laughs> yes, that's great. Um, but, I mean, I enjoyed the, the rhythmic uh, kind of... Uh, it's not really experimentation, but they were just mm. having fun with those sorts of things. But yeah. it came to a point where it sort of became a bit, maybe a little bit pretentious, like mm. with its use in, it was kind of like, look at this cool rhythm that I can mm. do. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I found it to be a little bit tedious. Yeah. Uh, probably because it was so long. Yeah. Like yeah. the songs, and they were much. Uh, I didn't find there was enough like dynamics to really keep my brain interested. Yeah. Um, but uh, it wasn't like terrible. Mm, mm. Uh, but I think it was just my own personal music taste, which was kind of like, eh, mm. I don't know. But mm. I can see why people enjoy it mm. and why people love Tool. Um, but but it's, for it's, me, it's pretty funny that. Um, <laughs> But people love Tool with a large amount of intensity as well. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a funny thing. Like, I, I remember when I first started listening to it, I don't think I liked it either. It is a lot like beer. That's actually a good analogy. <laughs> exactly like beer. I started drinking it before I liked it at all, kind of because everyone else was uh, drinking it. Yeah. And um, I think, actually, I think I like Tool probably more than beer, to be fair. Um, although not not so consistently, like album to album, I'm still a bit like, yeah. There's one album that I never really listened to at all, and then the yeah. other ones, uh, I think I mostly go back and it's pretty, maybe like three or four songs off each album, mm. are pretty good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's 
It's fair. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to them for years, so I've kind of forgotten about the original impact that it had and what it's like to listen to. So, yeah, totally fair. That's... A hoppy-ass beer. It's a beer. <laughs> Just pret- it sounds like pretending so, to enjoy beer. Yeah. But actually not enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> and so what was the... So was it mainly the music that you didn't enjoy? Was it the vocals? Um, or a bit of both? Yeah, I really struggled with the dude's just like natural singing voice. Ah, I found it to be kind of boring. Yeah. But uh, obviously he's got a good voice. Mm. Um, but I'm so drawn to like really interesting tones and mm. I found his to be quite like wholemeal bread <laughs> yeah one I would say about his voice is it does lack uh, tonal range oh. like I think the last album they did actually he kind of changed it up a little bit okay and a Maybe lot of people I'll... hated it ah oh. yeah yeah because it's different because he's usually oh. got a very I don't know. Like maybe people would argue the point. Oh, I don't really care, I suppose. But yeah. I, I think that um, he's got a very distinct voice, and then yes. most of his variants comes from adding different amounts of grit, and then um, you know the occasional <laughs> scream where he goes goes a bit wild and yes. yells yelly screams. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's good. People <laughs> like it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think. I didn't found, think there was anything particularly, like, intriguing or, like, mm. gravitating about their, you, their did, style in general. But did you take the DMT I gave you before you listened to it? Yeah, I did. It didn't help? No. No. Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you, you need streams, I mean, dude. I, that's what I thought. Like, I thought yeah. they would be amazing live because you're just in amongst yeah. the atmosphere and, like, everyone's just, like, going... And you're... Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said everyone's going... But no one listening to this is going to know what this you look is. Like, you look like you're at a rave. You're vibing. Yeah. Um, you're having a rave. And, yeah, I think they'd be cool mm. to watch, especially, mm. like, visually. I think that would, like, maybe make it a bit more interesting for mm. me to, like, see some uh, cool visuals mm. as it's the music's kind of happening. But, um, yeah. Oh, also, I kind of thought it sounded a bit like if Nickelback <laughs> got a bit funky with their rhythms. <laughs> oh, it's a harsh burn too. <laughs> Which I don't like comparing people to Nickelback, but yeah, no. it sounded to me a bit like if, yeah, if Nickelback went, hey, let's, uh, let's do something a bit different. Let's do something funky with our rhythms and whatever. Jesus. Uh, that's what <laughs> <laughs> these, these are some of the best... Reviews of tools. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but don't let that stop you from enjoying Tool because I can see no. why people like them. Yeah, it's got um, a particular like place in my my life in terms of when I listen to it. I think generally when I'm driving or if I've got heaps of work to do or I'm mowing the lawn, then you put it on yeah. and just drone out, and that's yeah. about it. It'd be definitely good like background. Yeah. Ambience. Maybe not like a family function. But heavy ambience. Mm. Yeah, when you've yeah, got maybe to, not. Yeah. <laughs> when you've got to do a lot of things really quickly, it's yeah. good, to, good to throw it on. Yeah. Cool. Well, you don't have to review it, but um, one star out of five? I would give it... I'd give it maybe... 
three wine glasses. That's a lot of wine glasses, really. Because I can see why people enjoy it. But you'd need. But for me personally, you need three glasses of wine before you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is how our rating system should work. Like, how much wine do I need to drink to get to, through? <laughs> to actually, like, so really, like zero is actually pretty good. Yeah. And then a one is like, yeah. Zero is actually the best because you don't need any intoxication yes. to. That's right. Uh, all right, we're doing that from. Yeah. Okay. So three, three is a pretty fair score. <laughs> three wine glasses. I like it. That's really in cool. In a live show. Yeah, you have to be there. And and probably like a shroom in one of the glasses of wine. <laughs> put in the shroom. Just a little shroom <laughs> floating. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to go with so I'm going to I'm going to pre-score Amir. Uh, as, yeah, cool. Uh, the score I'm going to give it is uh, two bottles of wine. Not because it's bad, though, but because I feel like that's, you know, we'll go hand in hand with it, with the vibe. Yeah. It's just getting really, really smashed and just getting sad. sad, yeah. yeah. Just in the bath, yeah. just crying. And then also, like, Anna Xanax as well. Oh, so my God. Like, this, uh, this podcast is sponsored <laughs> by... by... This podcast is sponsored by large pharmaceutical companies. A word from our sponsor. Have you tried Xanax? Xanax delicious. Puts you up and puts you down. Takes away all your anxieties. Super varied, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, the way it starts is nowhere near kind of where it finishes, and the middle's really yes. different. So, it's like just a big collection of songs, like, um, many of which I liked quite a bit, and I liked the yeah. vibe, and the overall That's production good. was really good, and mm. the tabla, I like the tabla. Boom, 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 yes. That's pretty cool, and... Um, yeah, this like the first track, Habibi, is definitely a banger. Yeah, Bit that was a, um his like breakout song. Makes sense then. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, Habibi, Habibi. so sad." Yeah. So so much feels. Yeah, so melancholic. So emo. It's pretty emo. Folk yeah. emo, emo folk. Femo. Femo. <laughs> it's pretty femo. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. So I've given it a couple of solid, solid listens and, um, yeah, there's like, I think his better songs are definitely the ones where he's kind of floating on top of something that's pretty lush. Mm -hmm. Um, so that first track's really good. Yeah. And then, um, like, I don't know, sometimes he's a bit wordy. That's the thing. Yes. He's a bit wordy. It stood yeah. out quite a bit. I was yeah. like listening yeah. to it and the lyrics stood out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if always in a in a way that I enjoyed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, overall, pretty dope. Pretty dope. Oh, pretty my dope. God. Pretty I cool. think um, well, that's a pretty good review. Um, the... I think his wordiness comes from a lot of his, like, influences because yeah, right. he's very, very influenced by... Leonard Cohen uh, and uh, Jeff Buckley, obviously. Uh, yeah, he does have some timbre of Jeff Buckley. Yeah, um, sure. Radiohead. 
massive influence for him as well. Mm. Um, I like his more egyptian fusion songs, mm. I think, are my, probably my favourite. But also, obviously, yeah, Habibi and mm. Indigo Night. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, there was one about... Had some lyrics about smoking a cigar. Yeah, that... He was... Uh, Inspired by a painting of uh, this skeleton just, like, yeah. smoking a cigar. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Yeah, so basically nice. it's kind of him talking to the painting or, like, talking to the to the skeleton, um, which is super cool. Hmm. I don't know. He's got a very artsy kind of way of approaching his songwriting um, and the influences that he has that... Hmm. Um, I can't remember if it was the last song, but Persephone. Mm-hmm. So that's all about from Hades's perspective. Yeah. Hades' perspective. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, the dark that, influence upon right. So Persephone. I was I was listening to that, going, yeah. ah, these are some fucking dark lyrics about mm-hmm. him controlling someone in a relationship. But I yeah. didn't realise the um, the context of that. But that mm-hmm. makes sense. So that's. Probably, yeah, probably another one of my all-time favourites off of the album. Mm. But Sun May Shine. Mm. Um, just how he uses those kind of like Egyptian vocal inflections and and the string section and the, the orchestral uh, part of uh, a lot of the songs as well is really beautiful and mm. gives you that that kind of atmosphere of... Uh, I don't know, uh, classic Egyptian folk music. Mm. I would say it's folk music because yeah, it's traditional, it's kind of yeah. traditional Egyptian music. Uh, also, his grandfather is a very prominent um, Egyptian singer. Ah. Uh, was very famous, but um, so that's where he kind of was inspired by um, to have those kind of like. Moments in his music to mm. kind of like pay homage to like his grandfather. Homage. Um, <laughs> so that's really cool. I yeah. just really love him. I don't yeah. know. Um, but some of the songs were are a little bit hard to listen to. Um, but mostly it's just yeah. uh, just a nice journey to be on where he's mm. got these such varied range of genres. Mm. Um, and you can't really put him in a box. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. I really liked his voice quite a bit. Yeah. He's very, like, um, uh, let's just heard a solid timbre and tone. And he doesn't mm-hmm. vary it that much, but he's obviously very capable of doing heaps of different stuff with his voice. Yeah. Although I feel like um, he's got, that kind of makes sense that you said Leonard Cohen is an influence because um, mm-hmm. that if that's his focus as a songwriter to sort of just, present the lyrics and the melody Mm -hmm. then he doesn't have a need to be flashy or do too much more with his voice yes Um, so the way he's using it is pretty interesting I reckon nice yeah cool so yeah so two bottles of wine and a Xanax two bottles of wine cool and a cold shower and a cold shower with tears (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh shit yeah nah he's just got such a beautiful uh, touch yeah. like to the songs he puts in it's very 
delicate and very well kind of thought out. Some of his lyrics are like, nah, I don't know. They're, I don't know. Yeah, so it's, it can be a bit basic lyrically. Yeah, but also, um, like, he's also Belgian. Mm. Uh, English is a second language, mm. so that might also play a factor into that. But most of all, mm. like, he's a pretty amazing songwriter and... Um, uh, yeah, just his uh, his his way of like approaching. I don't know. It's, he seems to just ponder on stuff a mm. lot, and that's that's very reflective in the songs, which is super you can cool. Just imagine him sitting down with a cigarette. You know, you've <laughs> so, yeah. been thinking about um, uh, Hades. Yeah, I've been thinking. Yeah, Persephone. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like to be in you know oh, her shit. position. Oh, uh, better write a song. Better write a song, yeah. And imagine the girls around town assemble. <laughs> the traveller's son, he comes and asks. I just love it. He's got a very um, bardy kind bard, of... Yeah, he's a bard. He's just like a storyteller. Yeah, he's bard folk. Um, it's cool. Egyptian bard folk. Yeah, I like Ish. that. <laughs> yeah, he's a storyteller. Yeah, it's cool. I think my least favourite song is Tummy. Uh, yeah, I remember that and it's one. it's like... Uh, is, be, is it because da, 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 yeah. spiders on my tummy I'm yeah. like ew I don't want to know about your tummy yeah just the word tummy is bad tummy oh, yeah no thanks <laughs> um, something about yummy and I'm like please don't say yummy yeah no but, it's that ESL thing just yeah. yeah but most of all ah, pretty happy with uh, what he br- I'm waiting for him to bring out some more music he's been kind oh. of He disappeared. He's gone. I don't know where he's gone, but he hasn't been active anywhere. Mm. Um, Obviously, probably because of COVID. Mm. He's probably just hiding away, as you said, with a cigarette, pondering. Just having to think. About what next um, Greek mythological god he can sing about. Managing his, his deficiencies with different drugs. <laughs> Imagine if Tool brought out a new album and we're like, mm, special uh, guest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. That would be funny. Tamino. And they'd be like, why? Why would that be a good um, <laughs> mix? <laughs> It'd be kind of interesting. Well, I could imagine it actually. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, also, another cool piece of like trivia. Um, Colin Greenwood, um, mm-hmm. the bass player for Radiohead, mm. uh, actually uh, tours with Tamino. Really? And plays bass for him. Interesting. Which is, like, really cool. It is really cool. Um, and obviously he's an amazing uh, bassist. <laughs> bassist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really awesome that, I don't know, obviously Colin yeah, he's Greenwood has kind of seen something in mm. Tamino and has gone, oh, my God, I must play must, bass for this. I must be the bassist. Human, <laughs> the bassist. Isn't that what they're called? I don't know. Yeah. Bassist. 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 The it's kind of like player. a flautist. A f- a f- yeah, like somebody who plays a flautist. flute. Yeah. He's a flautist. Yeah, that's pretty whack to me. Stop flaunting your flout. Flautist. Flautist. Flautist? Flautist. Flautist. Just call it a flutist. A, f- a flute player. What about a recorder player? Do you reckon it's a recordist? It's a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ricotta is so underrated. It's such an underrated instrument. Because anytime anyone hears anyone play the recorder is like a ten year old child. Yeah, so like so a pro. If you heard like yeah. an actual good musician playing recorder, <laughs> it would sound so nice. It probably would. They can just shred. Yeah. yeah. yeah I reckon that'd be cool. Mm. Um, there's a a version of Dio's song that uh, Tenacious D did where oh, yeah. he did a record a solo Dope. and it was incredible <laughs> um, we should cover this I forgot what the song was called but it's by Dio fucking amazing anyway uh, we're going off track we, here we are but that's alright I think we'll we'll just record a different podcast now yeah uh, right. any uh, what is the next album <laughs> alright so Courtney Hooper the album I'm going to give you to listen to, I haven't heard, um, which, like, <laughs> I still think this is in the spirit of it's the gift of music. It's still a gift because um, I've been looking forward to listening to this, but I haven't, so I'm going to listen to it too. Mm-hmm. But it's called Plastic Bouquet, and Ooh. it's by a duo called Casey and Clayton in collaboration with mm. Marlon Williams, the sweetest crooning man from New Zealand. Nice. Yes. That sounds very exciting. It'd be very good. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you. Best gift ever. <laughs> um, I'm giving you uh, The Idler Wheel by Fiona Apple. The Dope. actual title of the album is much longer than that, but The Idler Wheel is just like the first this few words. the first words. bit of it. Is this an experimental album? Well, probably. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't feel experimental because I probably listened to it enough times that it feels not very uh, experimental to Mm. me. Mm. Even though there's a lot of, definitely a lot of very experimental kind of vibes happening in there. Mm. Anyway, you can listen to it and... For all you playing along at home, you can also also listen to those and um, then you'll know what we're talking about next time we do this podcast about gifts. Yay. Um, So if you want to listen to those albums. uh, Should we write write links for people? Write links. Write some links. Write some links. Uh, I need to stop. Smoking Repeating back drugs. what you've just said. Anyway, thank you for listening. Peace. And goodbye. <laughs>